Welcome to the Do Life in a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What is up? Do life in a body you love chicks. Today, we are going to talk about why are old tricks to losing weight stop working or why do diets stop working or why do they work for like a little bit? Like we can lose the weight and then it just comes right back on what is going on there and what the heck do we do about it? Right. And so I'm going to share with you guys what I call the three bad M's of dieting. This is exactly why diets stop working. We can get away with crazy strict diets that are under fueling our body, jacking up our hormones, jacking up our metabolism. Like we can get away with that when we're younger. So that makes us think that like, that's how you lose weight because it used to work. And then when it stops working, we think things like, well, now it's just harder because I'm older or I've damaged my metabolism or it must be my hormones all of these things. Right. And in part, yes, hormones will play a role. Yes. Our age can play a role, but typically we don't actually see metabolism slowing down from age related issues alone until we're past the age of 60. And even if you fall into that category, rest assured, we can fire things back up, but really what's going on is like, we're kind of screwing up our bodies while we're doing all of these things. And so if we don't put ourselves back into a state of repair and fueling, It is impossible to keep weight off. And this is why I get so frustrated watching women just beat their heads up against the wall, trying the same things over and over and over. You know, there's no new diet, right? The same old diets have been around for like over a hundred years. Like low carb diets came around at like the turn of the 1900s. That's like the go-to that doctors would use for their patients. And so, but then they get rebranded. Right. So then we call low carb Adkins and then we call it keto. And while there are a few tweaks, kind of the same bag, right? Like paleo. And now we have a spinoff of that, which is AIP protocol and whole 30 and all of these things. Like there ain't nothing new ladies, medical weight loss that I think that medical weight loss is the one that used to like divvy out your food to you and give you these little snacks that you had to eat and all of these things. And now like Optivia pretty much does that. Like there's nothing new, right? And so if diets don't work 95% of the time, 95% of the time, like this is factual. This has been studied. Like we know this to be true for certainty. 95% of the time diets fail. Doesn't matter which one it is. So what the heck is going on there? And by the way, we can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, right? Now, I could go on and on about all of that for like an hour, but we're going to keep today's topic focused on what are the reasons why these diets fail us? Yes, hear me. The diets fail us. We don't fail the diets. We're following the diets. They're doing exactly what they're designed to do to our bodies. And it is these three bad M's. So bad M number one is metabolic adaptation. That is fancy talk for slowing down our metabolism. So here's what happens. The less fuel that we're giving our body, the more efficient it becomes. Think of it like a car that's good on gas mileage. Well, we love that in our vehicles, especially with gas prices being what they are. We don't necessarily love that in our metabolism, right? And we think we want to have a 
fast metabolism that's just burning through fuel rapidly. And that's not truly what we want either. That's not super healthy. We want a flexible metabolism. We want a metabolism that can go with the flow in times of abundance, in times of scarcity. And we want it to just kind of truck along and do what it should. But what happens when we've been in too harsh of a calorie deficit, or we've been in a calorie deficit for too long, we start to experience metabolic adaptation. And if you want to get really nerdy and you want to think back to like biology class, remember those things called mitochondria in your cell? They're like the little powerhouse of your cell. They get very frugal with the amount of energy coming in. So you're not burning as much as you were before. Now, that does not mean that your metabolism is broken. Okay. It's not broken if you've been doing this. But what it does mean is we got to get that mitochondria back to health. We got to get that metabolic adaptation under control. To a certain degree, any way that you lose weight is going to produce some amount of metabolic adaptation. Okay. A certain degree of this is normal and to be expected. For instance, if you lose 100 pounds, your body is not going to require the same amount of fuel to get through the day, right? Like we would expect you to need less fuel when you weigh hundred pounds less. But what happens with chronic dieting is that metabolic adaptation becomes too severe and it slows down our metabolism too much. And so each time that we're dieting or we're trying our old tricks, we're just making that metabolic adaptation more and more fierce. And it's more and more difficult to keep the weight off. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, whatever, Nikki, I don't calorie count. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like most diets are causing some sort of calorie restriction. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking going into a calorie deficit. It's just that if we don't do it appropriately, we're going to end up with this metabolic adaptation. So if you're cutting carbohydrates, for instance, you're cutting out one third. Okay. There's only carbs, protein, and fat. You're cutting out a third of, of your options and it's cutting out a lot of junk food options and things like that. So it's naturally restricting your calories, even if you're not calorie counting per se, if you're doing excessive amounts of cardio to burn off more fuel, that's like a form of putting your body into a calorie deficit. So there's all kinds of ways we go into a calorie deficit, even if we're not necessarily calorie counting. Okay. If we're following like a mood a meal plan, that's pretty restrictive, things like that. So that was bad. I'm number one, bad. I'm number two is muscle loss. So depending on how you go about losing weight, you typically lose muscle and fat. Now we lose muscle naturally as we age anyways, if we're not really guarded on protecting it and it gets harder to build the older that we get as well. Why does this matter? Well, the more muscle that you have on your body, you can kind of think of it like you're going to have a more robust metabolism. So when you're up moving around and you have more muscle on your body, you're burning more calories than you would if you didn't have that muscle on your body. So you go for a walk to the mailbox, you're burning more calories on that walk. If you have more muscle on your body. Now here's what diets do, especially the way that women diet, because what do we think ladies, we think that we've got to either live off of rabbit food. That's super common, right? I don't know how many chicks come into my keep it off Academy, my 12 week coaching program. And when we're getting started and we're looking at like their food logs and stuff, 
like they're not eating much. They're like eating rabbit food. And, and what that's doing is they're not getting enough protein. Right. And so by not getting enough protein and not doing strength training, because a lot of women don't, they're either not exercising or they're doing a ton of cardio. There is nothing wrong with cardio. Cardio is very important for our body. However, it doesn't trump strength training. Our body needs muscle if we want to have a robust metabolism, but we're not strength training and we're living off of rabbit food. And so that muscle is just wasting away every time that we diet. And you've experienced this if you've ever lost weight, got yourself down to a number on the scale that you used to like the way your body looked, but now your body looks different at that number. And you're like, okay, so, so I hit this number that I thought was going to be my goal, but I still look soft and mushy and fluffy. What's going on here. It's because the last time that you hit that number on the scale, you had more muscle mass. You had some tone to you. Now you're at that same weight, but more of it is fat and less of it is muscle. It doesn't have the same look, but it also doesn't have the same like effect on our metabolism. And so every time that we've dieted in this way, where we're losing some fat and some muscle, we're decreasing our metabolism. And so you can see where if we've done this on and off for years, we've really put ourselves in the hole, right? Now, the third bad M of dieting isn't what it does to your body physically. It's what it does to you mentally. It is mental burnout. And now this is also important because the more we've spent time in this dieting space, the more frustrated and overwhelmed we become, right? It really starts to affect how we see ourselves, what our confidence is, what we believe our abilities are as far as losing weight goes. And so here's the deal. We're like on this strict diet and we're like, I'm going to do X, X, Y, and Z diet or this program or da di da until I go on vacation. I get married. I see this certain number on the scale, right? There's always like a deadline <laughs> because nobody's going to live on these diets forever, right? So there's clue number one that what you're doing is not going to be effective for long-term weight loss. If what you're doing needs to have an expiration date, it's too strict, it's ruining your body and it's ruining your mindset and you're not going to keep the weight off. That's just one easy way to know if what you're doing is too strict. By the way, <laughs> my version, my definition of too strict is grossly different than the general population I have come to realize in working with women over and over and over who tell me, no, I'm not doing strict diets. I'm just eating healthy and I'm not losing weight. And then when I look at what they're eating, in my opinion, it's way too strict. They're underfed. They're not happy with what they're eating. And they're going back and forth between these cycles of like eating healthy, quote unquote, and then like binging or they've been eating healthy for years, but their body's so underfueled that they're still not losing weight. So when you guys hear me say strict, you might not think that what you're doing is strict. I bet you if I looked at it, I would probably think that it was. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. We're doing this strict thing, whatever it is. And we have our deadline in mind, right? Now it's so painful to be on this diet that like we're counting down the days until this is done, or we require frequent cheat meals to be able to stay on the plan or whatever the case may be. Now, either we see the diet all the way through to the end, the date arrives, or we've hit the number on the scale or whatever magical thing was going to mean that we crossed the finish line. And then we're so mentally exhausted from it that we go right back to doing what we were doing before. 
Well, what we were doing before is how we put the weight on in the first place, right? So the end of the diet can't be that you just go back to doing what you previously did, but that's what most of us do. And now even worse, if we can't even see the diet all the way through to the end, we just keep quote unquote failing the diet because it's so strict. We're on all through the week and then we're off all weekend. And then we're starting over on Monday or we're on for two or three weeks and then we blow it. And then we're like, well, screw it. I already ruined it. I'm done or I'm done for the weekend or I'm done for the month or whatever the case may be. And we're always on and off and on and off. It's so mentally exhausting, so mentally exhausting. So now our willpower is very low and our confidence is completely destroyed. We start to think something's wrong with us. I don't have enough willpower. I don't have enough self-control. I don't have this. I have that. We make it mean things about who we are which is not even true. By the way, diets are designed to fail. Nobody can live on them forever. And then when we fail, we make it mean something about us. Now, also our willpower is super low. And remember the first two bad M's. So yes, our mindset is totally shot and we're just ready to eat whatever we want. Anything I see, I'm eating it, right? And we have this metabolic adaptation in place and we've lost muscle mass. So we go into this setup where we have low self-control and our metabolism is running extremely slow. And then we wonder why we put the weight back on right away. We've got to break this cycle, ladies. If you continue to diet and you've dieted in the past and it did not cause long-term weight loss, like you kept it off forever kind of weight loss, then it didn't work, right? So a lot of times we say things like, well, yeah, but I lost weight doing this before keto works for me. Paleo works for me. No, if it worked for you, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Because if it worked, you wouldn't have put the weight back on. Might you fluctuate up and down five pounds or something like that? Yes, totally. Might you have seasons of life where something's going on and you gain a little bit of it back? Yeah, but you go back to your baseline principles and it comes right back off. If you're always constantly gaining and losing like 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever pounds, then those methods are not in fact working because true sustainable weight loss that protects your body from that metabolic adaptation. Yes, some of it's naturally going to occur, but when it puts it into a perspective of where it can be managed and we can get your metabolism back up, where it protects your muscle mass, where it's so simple that you don't get that mental burnout, that you can actually adhere to a healthy lifestyle easier and easier and easier as time goes on. In fact, this is what I see with my clients. So when I lived in the, the dieting realm, um, it was like people were super fired up in the beginning and they could go super, super hard. And this was always my experience too. And then by, you know, as time goes on, it becomes more and more difficult when I'm working with people and they have a customized designed around their life plan to follow, they actually find it easier and easier and easier to adhere to as to adhere to as time goes on. So instead of it becoming more and more difficult as time passes, it starts becoming ingrained in who they are. It starts to become very easy. My clients end up saying things to me like, well, this doesn't feel that hard. I feel like I could eat this way forever. Even if they were struggling in the beginning, right? And they're like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Like a light bulb, just like one day. And they're like, oh, this is like so simple. I can totally eat like this. I don't feel restricted. I have really good energy. I'm satisfied throughout the day. 
my cravings are starting to go away. I don't really feel the need to snack. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. All of these things start to fall into place. And that's when you know that you're not going to fall victim to those three bad M's again, when what you're doing becomes easier and your body feels better. Not only is the scale going down, because that's not the most important thing. The scale can be going down and you can be losing muscle. You can be losing bone density. You can just be dehydrating yourself. The scale is measuring all kinds of things. We want the scale to be reflecting fat loss, not muscle loss, right? So when it's not just the number on the scale going down, but an overall sense of well-being and your plan is getting easier and easier and easier, then you know that you're probably doing a really good job buffering against these three bad M's. But if you feel hungry, deprived, food-focused, cravings are going up, libido's going down, sleep is interrupted, you're counting down to the days until this is done, like you cannot wait for this to be over, then you are totally living in the middle of these three bad M's. They are going to cause rebound weight gain and they got to go. They got to go. Like it doesn't work. We already know it. We've proven it to ourselves. Not only is there a ton of research that tells us all of the things that I just told you are true and that diets don't work 95% of the time. We all know this from personal experience. Every woman who listens to this podcast, every single woman listening to this podcast who is not at her happy weight, I guarantee you has tried to diet in the past and has experienced the things that I'm explaining right now. And so we can't keep beating a dead horse and trying to go for the same types of things and expecting it to somehow magically result in something different. In fact, we normally find as time goes on and we've dieted more and more and more over the years that those diets and those old tricks become less and less effective. And we think it's our body. It's not. It's these three bad M's, sister. I'm telling you, they're at the root of all of this nonsense. And we have to lose weight in a way where we're protecting our muscle, we're protecting our metabolism, and we're doing it in a way that's sustainable for our life so we don't experience that mental burnout. So I would love to hear what you guys think of this one. How is this sitting with you? What has your dieting experience been? Is this clicking for you guys? Is this um, like, ah, yes, that this is what I need. I need to guard against these three bad M's. Reach out, let me know, um, hop in either the Simplified Fat Loss Facebook group and send me a message there or um, on private messenger on Facebook, wherever you wanna reach out to me. But I would love to hear how this sits with you. And I know that it can feel overwhelming to try to lose weight in a different way, okay? But I promise you that you can do this and it is so much more enjoyable when you're not dieting. And if you need help with this, reach out or grab the link that's in the show notes and you can take a peek at like how my program runs. What kinds of things do we do to protect against these three bad M's? Um, it's NikkiOday.com backslash keep it off, but the link is in the show notes and I will chat with you chickies next week. Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 